Hi, and welcome to Rate That Album, the podcast where two guys from the Midwest decide that we know better than everyone else and start taking apart albums or recommending them, depending on our views. Uh, as always, with me is Joe Fremming. Joe, say hello. Hello. And of course, I'm Paul Muadib. Uh, this week, I, it's my turn to pick the album, and I picked uh, Lindsey Buckingham's Under the Skin. Joe, what's your thoughts? Did I did I do something to piss you off, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> I am. Uh, uh, <laughs> you always piss me off, but go on, sir. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like this album. Uh, I'm still I'm still like living thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this, this is interesting. Uh, to this me. was the most offensive album I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I feel like I've somehow beaten you in a submission with my abuse. No, no. <laughs> this this movie, this album, this album diddled my ears like a pervy gym teacher. <laughs> and now I feel dirty and ashamed. Oh my god, I've I, I've somehow broken you. I didn't realize that was possible. <laughs> Um, yeah, I probably have to go to some therapy group after this. <laughs> so let's, all right, let's, let's, uh, let's, before we get into my, the abuse that you've uh, obtained, much like Lindsey Buckingham when he abused Stevie Nicks, um, let's talk about this album. So this album came out uh, in 2006 and was supposed to be, and the other solo album prior that Lindsey Buckingham had done was in 1992. And he was working on this album called Gift of Screws in the 1990s. And there were several of the songs like Try for the Sun, um, Down on the Rodeo, Someone's Gotta Change Your Mind, um, were um, originally recorded 10 years earlier, so in um, 1996, for this album Gift of Screws, which actually then came out after this album. Which, if, if you kind of figure that out. Um, so, and there's also other songs like from um, Fleetwood Max Say You Will as well. So, a lot of these songs were things that were being done over the years um, that just um, did never came out, whether it be on a solo album or with Fleetwood Mac. And he went back and said, These are songs I wrote. I'm going to put them out. Um, That's the problem, Paul. Okay, <laughs> go on. Out. He, he put oh, my oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> like he, right. he should have been so ashamed of these; they should have just stayed in the vault. You know, like uh, you know, Prince did that, and Neil Young did that. Like you know, you don't have to put out everything you record. And then, like he put this out, and like you know, my poor diddled ears are still recovering. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about this because I personally really enjoy this album. So let's talk about your experience with the album, Joe. Um, what did I do to diddle you? And show me on the doll where I did it. <laughs> I was like, you know, okay, so <clears throat> I like, you know, I like some Fleetwood Mac, mm -hmm. and uh, so, but you know, they're not my favorite. <laughs> And I, I was going in this with like an open mind. I'm like, yeah, because I like you know I like some of his guitar playing. And the first song started playing, and it it assaulted all the thing. It was like everything I hate about like boomer music, all in one. 
it was like the whitest album I've ever heard. <laughs> that I felt I felt like <laughs> it was like a combination of uh, a soundtrack to being in a Barnes and Noble on on a carnival cruise with a bunch of fifty year olds. Well, you know, there's a version that's sold exclusively through Barnes and Noble that features a live version of "Say Goodbye" with Stevie Nicks as a bonus track. <laughs> so I was driving around listening to this album, getting progressively angrier and angrier, like. I have not had a visceral reaction to an album <laughs> this bad, probably since like my friend in high school decided to play me an Eagles album. <laughs> oh, oh wow, you put this, and I know you hate the Eagles, like the dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it was just like everything just rubbed me the wrong way, and like I, I, this happened, Paul. I, I was so mad, I pulled into a McDonald's to order some chicken nuggets, and the, the music was playing. And the kid at the drive-thru was giving me dirty looks. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like some pervert <laughs> driving around. Oh my god. Like his ears got diddled and all of a sudden now I'm like, now I'm in, now, now I feel like, it's a feel like the cops might come and find me. <laughs> Fair enough. So you call this boomer music. <laughs> it is quintessential boomer music. And, uh, uh, so there's a lot of things we've. And, well, like, let's talk about some of the things because this kind of show brings up a lot of things that I have said I don't like. Uh, being flashy mm-hmm. with technical prowess, like it doesn't really impress me that much. And he's just doing this all over the map. Uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah. <laughs> his lyrics are pretty fucking smug. They're very smug, <laughs> and like, and they're not even good so like he's being smug about bad lyrics which has <laughs> confused me all to hell <laughs> and i was laughing at some of them because he was like one point he's like brothers and sisters who died and i was like <laughs> they probably killed themselves because they hurt oh my God. <laughs> and then i was driving and i felt like you know i'm embarrassed for him but not only that i'm embarrassed for mick fleetwood because he probably heard this album, and like he's like, I was in a band with this guy at one point, oh and now God. I'm on Wikipedia, and I see he played on it. I am shocked he didn't die by his own hand. <laughs> Listen wow! Yeah, wow, yeah. Joe. I, like I said, man, this album just it hit every like trigger on me. <laughs> like it was like it, it was not the intended effect. I think Lindsey Buckingham was going for. <laughs> No, it was, oh. it was, uh, you know, like I'm listening to this. I'm like, no wonder Steve, no wonder Stevie Nicks fucked your other, your buddy in the band. Like, oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Joe, you're going hard, buddy. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Like I, I messaged you that and you're like, I'm interested. Like you're in for a ride, Paul. <laughs> uh, well, no shit. I'm in for a ride. Like I feel like I abused you. no, um, <clears throat> you did. <laughs> I think I think I need a restraining order against. <laughs> this might be the final rate that album. Uh, <laughs> no, um. So, just um. Now I gotta say I will agree with you. This album is incredibly white, right? Like I've been on a big kick, uh, like newer music and things like this, like. When this album came out in 2006, I will say I absolutely adored a couple of the songs on here. 
Uh, my favorite is actually Trying for the Sun, which is originally a Donovan song. Um, and I Am Waiting, which is originally a Mick Jagger and Keith Richards song. Um, there, it, you know, there are some things in here. Shut Us Down, I really enjoy. And actually, um, uh, that was one of the songs that he was in the time was going on with a full band. So it wasn't this particular version of it. Um, and that's, that's the thing that I think is different. Like when you look at live versions of these songs, there's a band behind it. I wish we would have gotten like when I heard the, the shut it down version, I think it was on the Ellen show in 2006. Um, it was really different. It was really good. And I still like the version that's in here, but it's definitely missing some things. I mean, this is predominantly him on a guitar with a lot of vocal loops um, and a very little percussion. And so there, you know, I'll say there's always like one element I'll try to say good about an album. And like it, it's the one that sounds like a, it's like a live song is that someone's got to change your mind. Mm-hmm. That's and I point. like that because he's actually uh, showing his strength as a vocalist. Like, Another thing that was really pissing me off, I'm like, why are you whispering? <laughs> like, are you embarrassed by your lyrics? And then, like, that you have to whisper them? And then no, I'm like, no. then I'm listening to the lyrics. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'd be embarrassed to be singing these two. Well, and, and again, um, with Trying for the Sun, there he goes off on a, a, a vocally. It's really, really good. Shut us down. He does some great vocals on that. But, yeah, there is this hushed element to it um this is i would say the type of album that like i could see a smug family um sitting down um after having dinner as a family um and then the dad makes you know after dinner coffee and puts on an album where everyone goes to the other room and they all sit and you know it's very it's very white i i totally 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 get that um i appreciate it because I am a big, like, I base a lot of my guitar playing off of Lindsey Buckingham. I don't play with a pick because of Lindsey Buckingham. Um, so I appreciate the techniques and things like that, you know, and I um, really, this is more of a learning album for me in terms of technique. So, yes, it's a very technique album. I think the guitar work is, you, get, you can't deny that the guitar work is really pretty and the effects on the guitars. Yeah, I mean, it's technically, a, like, I can appreciate it, but it does absolutely nothing for me. <laughs> and we talked about that during the, the, the Gilmer album. Yep, yep. That it's like, yeah, you can you can be just technically perfect, but I'll 99% of the time, I'll just find it boring. And then I was <laughs> driving, and this was the real topper, Paul, <laughs> the flying down to Juniper. <laughs> like, I'm like, this yeah. is a Copa Cabana song. Like, he's just like... He knows he's pissing me off at this point. <laughs> so flying down Juniper, there was something about that song that I will say, I think that is like, that is probably the weakest song on the album to me. That's the um, biggest song. That's like, he goes and sings that with Barry Manilow. Yeah. And it also sounds suspiciously um, like I am waiting. Um, uh, and, you know, I don't know if that was an unintentional or what, but I'm like, God, I feel like I heard this song already once. Like the way the vocals is and the way the 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 chord were, and the, the, I'm like, I, this feels like a song I just heard 
a couple a uh, couple things ago, um, a couple tracks ago. So yeah, I think that's probably one of if I mean the weakest song to me on that album. Yeah, well, I mean, I, <laughs> there's only one song I enjoy, so it, I mean, yeah, it's it, it that was pro- that was egregious though. I was I was I felt like oh my god, I I'm surprised it wasn't a Barry Manilow song. I, I was just. I was I was hopping mad ball. Yeah, this is this assaulted. <laughs> it hit every fiber of my being, and I was having a good day. Like, you know, this is like the day after my 40th birthday. I had a great time in this, you know, down in the cities, and I popped this on, and I just, I just, I was musically raped, man. Like, holy fuck! Wow, buddy! Wow, buddy! Like, I didn't. You beat me like Negan with a bat in The Walking Dead. With this. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I don't have any. I, don't, I mean, <laughs> you know, now again, I'm listening to this 14 years later, right? And it, like, it has a. I enjoy it, but it's not something like uh, this is not something where I, I do have some of these tracks on my playlist. I do have Shut Us Down. I do have Trying for the Sun. I do have Someone's Got to Change Your Mind um, on some uh, like on my overall playlist. Um, you know, there is there is some really good here. Um, but at the same time, you know, when it came out, I think I was also and I'll totally admit I was enamored at the fact that. Lindsey Buckingham's putting out a solo album after 14 fucking years. Um, and I, I don't, I don't hate it as much as you like this to me is like a, um, you know, if I'm just sitting around, like it's fucking whatever. And I just need something chill because I've had just a really fucking stressful day. And I just need something to kind of wind me down. You know, I don't, I, I, I actually, I like this album. So fuck you. Well, I mean, yeah, I can picture you in a cardigan sweater, winding down with a latte, listening to this. <laughs> okay. First Reading one. poetry by, like, some guy from the 80s. Okay. First of all, just because I wore cardigans in high school doesn't mean I stopped wearing them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, like, so I have, like, a... Uh, I'm a sweater very, vest guy, sir. <laughs> like so like just like with Lindsey buckingham it, you know like I've, I've said like i appreciate he has some stuff i like but another thing like when i was in high school my friend joe you remember joe i do remember joe. yeah he, he bought the dance you know the live yeah the live fleetwood mac thing and he just beat that to hell on me Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was aggressive. Like, you got to like this guitarist. I'm like, he's okay. Like, it's not my thing. And he'd just get more and more angry because I didn't, I, I was not a huge fan. I wasn't, he did that with like a, a few things. He did that with the uh, <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. He did it with the Eagles, which made me really mad. Like, I got out of his car once and like, I just walked to a bus stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> He did it with uh, what was it? God, it, it's escaping me. But it was just like a lot of like these like seventies bands like coming back, and he was just like, you know, he liked the technical stuff, and like, you know, he's all about Joe Satriani and Steve Vai. And I'm like, I can't, you know, like I can listen to a song, 
But like he'd be playing the whole thing, and I would just, <laughs> I'd have to leave. <laughs> like no, I can't, I can't. And like it was like he was so aggressive with the Fleetwood Mac stuff. <laughs> like for the longest time, I didn't. I hated Fleetwood Mac because I just had these horrific memories of him. <laughs> like, no, you gotta listen to the solo, and he'd be fast forwarding. I'm like, let me hear the song. <laughs> like, oh my god, yes, I know people like that. We, our buddy Ken, our mutual, we, you remember Ken? Yeah, Ken would do the same thing to me. Yeah, with and, and so like it really jaded me with uh, Lindsey Buckingham, and like I think maybe part of those that really pissed off memory of mine like melted as I'm listening. I'm like, oh, he would fucking love this piece of shit. Oh, <laughs> maybe that's what did it. Yeah, I see, and I didn't even think about that. Well, um, you know, but it was like you know, but it wasn't just that. And he do that with like. God, he did it with Fog Hat and Grand Funk Railroad. And I'm like, oh what God. the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> he listened to Fog Hat. And yeah, Grand he was Funk like, this man, the whole guitar solo for Fool in the City. I'm like, man, like, I don't know who you are anymore. Wow, I never, you know, of, of knowing him, I never would have thought that he listened to Fog Hat and Grand Funk Railroad. <laughs> we got to a point where, like, you know, we, me and our friend, our friend Matt, we would be in the car and like, we'd be like, just please quit playing Grand Funk Railroad. <laughs> like, it's like, so like, I got really jaded with a lot of these like 70s uh, rock bands that are like, you know, I just, I just like got so. And then again, it's also like music, it's just, it's not my thing. Yeah. Too. So that's a lot of like, that was a lot of the, like, again, with like Fleetwood Mac, there's a lot of. I think he does well, and I like, like Go Your Own Way. I think he does a great uh, vocal on that and, like, playing. And I like when his vocals are a little more strong. But, God damn, man, he's whispering and fucking doodling around and fucking diddling my ears and, like, like a pervy, like a pervy gym teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say, you know, knowing that this is – an album of like outtakes and other songs and things like that. Um, yeah, I think diddling is, is, is a really appropriate word here and, and doodling because I do feel like these were just, you know, he, he was sitting around and was like, I'm going to put out some stuff and went back and kind of did these songs and didn't really know where to go. So he just finished them up. Now I happen to enjoy a lot of them. There are ones that I don't like at all. Um, I'm not a huge fan of down on rodeo. Um, flying down Jupiter is not that great. Um, you know, uh, I, I also feel that the order and I get the order of this album does oh, it oh, no oh, good. Is it down on rodeo or is it down on rodeo? Whatever. whatever. Because if it's rodeo, then I'm even more angry. Cause that's like a rich neighborhood in California. <laughs> and I'm not, now I'm blind with rage. I don't think I can see. <laughs> Holy fuck. My eyes are twitching. Maybe it's down on Rodeo. My blood pressure's through the roof, Paul. <laughs> oh, God. He's, he's, down, he's down and out in Beverly Hills, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> take, your, take your heart med. Take your heart med. Um, I'm, I, fuck, I'm, gonna, I'm walking down to the bar after this. Like, I can't. I can't. I, there's only... I can't calm down. <laughs> There's no winding down from this. Oh, 
Which is, You're killing me, Paul. Which is which is hilarious because this is like the most mellow album ever. <laughs> it was and so it's driving you in such rage. And I loved it because I messaged you, and I I'm sincere. It was high. It was highly offensive to me, and yeah. it, just because it's just like it's 100 percent music. Like I'm just not into and in my wheelhouse, and it just kept going. <laughs> it just it was unrelenting, and then so. Assaulting all my senses like a Zack Snyder movie, <laughs> and like like a Zack Snyder movie in a bad way. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell our audience this is literally the conversations that we had um, about this. So on your birthday, I I wish I said happy birthday, pig fucker, and then I liked you, it. I gave you yep. a little smiley face. Yep. And then next thing I get from you is Paul. This is the most offensive album I've ever heard. Followed by me with four question marks and going, the fuck you mean? And then you going, we have a lot to discuss with this album. And then me going, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't think... I was not expecting this reaction to the album. And I am pretty sure you weren't expecting this reaction. Oh. No, but, you know that's 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 why music you know, music's so subjective. You you just never know how yeah. something's gonna hit somebody. No, no, yeah, music is is very subjective, and so no, I did not realize you were gonna hit this. So, yeah, for me, for someone who enjoyed the album, I not too late is not a good song to open an album with, in my opinion. It, when I when I when I first played it, my wife was like, "What what is this? This is weird," and I was like, "Yeah, you know." It's uh oh, it's it's not. I am waiting. Uh, Fly down Jupiter, Juniper is very much under the skin. It's like a it's like under the skin. Take B, um, which I really enjoy under the, the song under the skin. Um, I think it's Doug. Well, not too late with his noodles. <laughs> you can't just jump to a different song. It starts yeah. with them noodling, and like I get it, man. You you can pick really well, like. Uh, can you can you make something like not making me want to like drive into oncoming traffic with it? Because that's nice. <laughs> no, there the the order. I I will say I think the order of the album is not. It, it there's no flow. There is no flow from one song to the next. So I think that's very jarring. When I listen uh, to this picking too, like and I I I told this to you uh, when you picked this and you play you showed me some clips of him playing here comes the sun i was like he should make like a bluegrass album for how he picks that would be phenomenal Mm -hmm. and he's got a good voice but you know he's like hey i'm in california and i'm wearing a button-down shirt showing off my chest hairs i'm gonna gonna noodle around and sing the most contrived lyrics you can ever imagine like i think he needs he's at his best when he's pissed off like on rumors like he came out of the gate angry. Yes, yes. Uh, no, and I, I he it, it is it is amazing because he really does have an amazing rock voice. Like when he is in rock mode, he is great. Yeah, I mean, I mean, go your own way is really good. Um, even um, um, big uh, big love, um, which he does solo on himself, is yeah. fucking fantastic. His vocals on it. And um, I like he does more weird stuff too, like like Tusk. I think there's a lot of good stuff on Tusk because of how bizarre yes. it kind of comes together. 
that's probably my but, favorite Fleetwood Mac album. Yeah, because yeah, it, it's so different. It's mm-hmm. like it's not you know like whatever, and and, and the this album, you know, uh, man. There's there's weird stuff in this album. Like I know, but but he did it so wrong, it made me more mad. Well, and and that's you know, and that's <laughs> he's trying to do like this weird psychedelic things at moments, and I'm like, man, you need a punch in the dick. <laughs> well, there, there is there is some really interesting things he does because you know he does vo- like all these weird vocal things. Um, and he there's some- them, and it's. Yeah, and the percussion things that he's doing is very unusual. I mean, he let's he besides track nine and ten, he was the guitarist, bass, keyboards, percussion, and vocals on every one of those songs. So everything you hear him doing is him. So again, I it's impressive, but I can see your point on this is very smug. Like, okay, you can do all these things, but can you put it together in a cohesive album? Yeah, and that was another thing because it's not cohesive. Because, it's not cohesive, and that was another thing that was confusing me too because it didn't, it doesn't run together very well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you get the random live track, which I liked, but again, he's kind of like more rocking out. And I think you know, <clears throat> for all like the things with Lindsey Bucking, I like I rather hear his live music, not the dance, because my buddy Joe destroyed that for me, right? <laughs> with it, with his bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you gotta hear the solo and gold dust woman. Like, let's just get to it naturally, man. God damn it, man. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good solo, but that's besides the point. Um, it's a it's not a great song, but it's a good solo. Um I actually like the whole cover better. Oh, the whole cover's amazing. Yeah. Um, I, just like a just like I like Hole's cover of um It's All Right Now, Baby Blue. Um, so much better. Than, than the Bob Dylan one. Um, but yes, the flow. Like, that, I think, is the true culprit. Like I said, there's some great songs in here. But the way you get there, they feel like albums, music should have a flow. Um, and it's just not there. Like, again, like, Flying Down Jupiter should have been right after, like, Under the Sun, because it feels like part one, part two. Like, those two should have been together. It probably should have opened with Someone's Gotta Change Your Mind. Like, I think that would have been a strong opener. Um, you know, well, it's weird, because it's a live track. <laughs> it, well, you know, if you did a studio version and opened it, like then that might be because that's a stronger song. It's probably, like I said, it's the only one on the album I I liked, and it's buried down toward the end. Yeah, it's buried down towards the end, and there's a lot of filler in here. I would have cut. Um, you know, there there is a follow up to this one, which is "Gift of Screws." I mean, I, I, it is a little different. It does feature more members of Fleetwood Mac in it. Like, again, it should have just been a Fleetwood Mac album because it's got, um, you know, it's got other people in it. So, well, I mean, uh, that's the thing with Fleetwood Mac. It's got to be, the, the songs have got to be better than what a lot of these are. Like, it, that's just, that's the thing. And like, you know, I, I hear like, I heard like things that could have worked with Fleetwood Mac and others were, I'm just like, man, <laughs> 
And then he played this for uh, Stevie Nicks, and she went and fucked John McVeigh. <laughs> <laughs> well, John McVeigh's on this album, so, you know. Yeah, and so was, so was, so was Mick. Mick. Yep, so was Mick. Mick's it's on the album. the most embarrassing things they ever did in their lives. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're... There is semblance of it, but I can see where you're coming from. Me personally, I enjoy it. Um, I like it because, again, I am a Lindsey Buckingham fan. Um, for those that are in like kind of the technical stuff and kind of an on what he can do on the guitar, um, I think it is a great album for those people. Is it probably the widest album we've reviewed thus far? Yeah, it probably is. Um, next to mandolier maybe um but it's it's no mandolier at least had a little had a little funk to it <laughs> as bad as it was <laughs> this is man like jesus christ man i feel like i think i'm on a list of being in white nationalist after listening to this. oh my god all right. <laughs> jesus. that's how white it was like you snarky fuck all right so <laughs> Joe, I would you recommend this album? No, no, I, I, I don't know. Uh, you apparently missed my whole part where I was saying how lousy this album was and how happy I th- it made me think that Stevie Nicks just cheated on him because like I was so angry about it. So, I mean, I, I, did did you miss all that? We can I can bring that up. Again. No, 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 no. We're good. We're good. Okay, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I no, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm, oh, no, I think I think I think you did say that multiple times already, buddy. Um, <laughs> me, <laughs> me personally, um, there are some there are some good tracks in here. Um, I would recommend, um, like, you know, um, under the skin. I am waiting. Try for the sun, shut us down. Someone's got to change your mind. Like, I think this would have been a much stronger EP than an album. Um, and that's not our first time, I think, making that recommendation of probably should have been an EP versus trying to make a full blown album out of some of these things. Does he have a stronger solo album than this? Like, is his earlier stuff like from the yeah, his most favorite coherent? Yes, his most famous um, solo album is Go Insane from 1984 when it was coked out. He had coked out Lindsey Buckingham. And, did that have uh, Holiday Road on it? Uh, did that one have Holiday Road on it? Or was that the 2000? I think that one I'm may have. I don't think that's the only song by Lindsey Buckingham I like. I'm uh, so angry. No. <laughs> let me look here because I want to see. I think it was just a single ball. It may have been a single that was made for vacation uh, movies. Vacation movies. Uh, but let me check what was Go Insane. Go Insane. Uh, yeah, I want you Go Insane, Slow Dancing, I Must Go, Play in the Rain, Play in the Rain Continued, uh, Loving Cup, Bang the, uh, Bang the Drum, and DW Sweet. Um, it, that album charted at number one. Um, I mean, charted at number 45. Um, and then he had, he had a previous one called Law and Order in 1981. That one had Trouble, which is a really good song on it. Um, and um, it was that one was his most like those two are him like coked out really, really good. Um, so I would say, you know, if this is something 
that you want to do, you know, look at, I'd go back to his 81 and uh, 84 solo albums, Law and Order and Go Insane. Those ones are more like true solo albums um, that that he did. Yep. Um, Out of the Cradle has a good song on it, um, which is a 1996 one. Um, and I think it's uh, This Is Time. Um, really good song uh, uh, on that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are ones out there. I picked this one just because, again, I remember listening to it when it came out and that type of thing. So this was something that was on my radar at the time. But yeah, I'd recommend like maybe going back and listening to those ones, Joe, to alleviate your anger towards Lindsey Buckingham. I don't believe you. <laughs> I've lost all trust in you, Paul. It's, that's fair. You have you have shattered my trust in you with this. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, he also did a live version of a lot of these songs, which is called um, "One One Man Show," um, where it's live versions of, of these things. So maybe you might enjoy that a little better. Yeah, I, uh, I like his live live playing a lot. A yeah, lot more than I think is stupid. Even with like, you know. I won't listen to the dance because, you know, I'm traumatized by that whole experience. But they have, like, a couple earlier ones from the 80s, like Fleetwood Mac live stuff that I listened to. I'm like, this is this is good. I can yeah. listen to this. He has another one, another live album from 2008 called Live at the um, at the Bass Performance. And it's, it's very strong. Very strong. Like, yeah, he is. This is one of those bands, and I can get behind that. That sounds better live. Like, this is one of those people that sounds better live than they do in the studio. Um because he doesn't do some of that a lot of that goofy whispering shit um, when he's doing it live, and he doesn't have all those different voice mixes on it. It plays more like a what you would expect. Um, so, in my opinion, yeah, I would say there's tracks on here to, re- to check out and listen to, but it's maybe like five, six songs instead of the full twelve songs. Like half the album's good, um, and it tracks for a lot of these people in their later half of their career like i'm the same way with like gilmer's Gil gilmer's goddamn solo albums like maybe three tracks on yep. each i'll enjoy yep that's yes and this falls into that trapping um <clears throat> that there is there is like uh, there is some good songs in here and I'm, there really is uh regardless of joe's uh audience uh, uh, there's not Oh Paul's, fuck! Paul, Paul, Paul's lying to you. I'm not <laughs> lying to you, you son of a you snarky <laughs> bastard. There are good tracks in here, but is the price worth the emission? Like I said, listen to what I said to listen to, and those are the highlights. And decide for yourself from those ones. Would you want to hear more off that album? Um, so that's my take on it. I personally have a big fondness for Lindsey Buckingham. He can truly do no wrong in my eyes. And that's me with my bias. So that's there's that aspect of it too. I have a and you have your own bias, which is fuck them. Fuck Fleetwood Mac. Well, it's not that. Like I, I do like Fleetwood Mac. I, I just I don't like a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But that's just like a lot of, you know, I'm just I'm just you, we all have like our different quirks with music and there's this some styles of music that I'm just it does nothing for me. Sure. It's just how it is. And, you know, a lot of that Fleetwood Mac stuff is, it does nothing for me. But this is how it is. I I would say go back and check out um, 
check out the 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 go insane album and um law and order um 80s coked out buckingham was a lot of fun let's just i mean it was it was a lot of fun Um, this wasn't he didn't even sound like he was enjoying himself Oh God, you're so snarky! All right, <laughs> he seems bored a lot of the time. <laughs> you, you you sound like I've beaten you with a hose. All right, buddy. All right. Now, um, that's happy birthday, by the way, once again. <laughs> <laughs> feels good to be back, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> feels good to be back, buddy. So, let's talk. Um, you know, we're not doing plugs right now because we're so far behind. So we could talk about kind of what you're doing at the time. Joe, what are you doing right now at the time, uh, at the time of this recording for, um, the Joe down speaking of holiday road, I'm making Brown watch the, the, the reboot of vacation. Oh Christ. And it's a, uh, it lacks all the charm of the movie. I think the Matt pond cover of holiday roads used in that movie. Because I I, I I swear to God I heard it at one point. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, if you ever want to watch a movie where Ed Helms and Christina Applegate smother themselves in feces, that's the movie for you. I forgot Christina Applegate was in that. Yeah, yeah. you know, could I? Okay, can that I movie that? was like the visual equivalent of listening to this. <laughs> can I say that? But the original okay. Vacation movie's fantastic. Let me let me say that Ed Helms does nothing for me. Let me yeah. come out and say that. That's fine. <laughs> it's not like I'm his best friend. No, I'm. Just, I mean, I'm so, and, and correct me if I'm wrong with that Vacation movie. It's not a reboot. It's he's rusty. He's rusty, and like yeah. they try to be like so what. Uh, what the problem is is like they they go like full meta, but it's like the worst meta ever. So there's one point he's going through his photo albums, and they're showing, you know, pictures from the all the vacation movies with all the different actors playing Rusty. <laughs> so like you're like, Haha, nudge nudge wink wink. Like I get it. <laughs> it's not funny. Mm. Yeah, okay. so he plays Rusty uh, Chevy Chase. It, it's tragic seeing Chevy Chase because I think this is the, he did the his cameo. Yeah, before he sobered up because he he had to quit drinking because he was drinking himself to death. So he's like fucking bloated as hell, and uh, you can just tell he's a he's a mess, and it's pretty depressing to see. And it, it's uh, you know Beverly Angelo. She's always going to be good. Yeah, I can't think of anything like I. She's done movies I don't like, but my complaint was never her. Okay, I'm looking at the yes, the Matt Pond PA version is in the is in the movie is in is in the yep, yep. As is the Lindsay Buckingham version. Yep, yeah, that's played at the beginning and the beginning. It's, it's even the worst part was not even the worst, but it's such a bad intro because like the re- original Vacation. You know, you get all like all these like stock photos of like tourist traps. Mm-hmm. These ones uh, Photoshop in like disgusting things, like toilet humor. Oh man! Yeah, it was it was so wildly misguided. Like I I I truly have no idea what they were going for. It wasn't They're... smart, that's for sure. Yep. 
there there was a time where anything that Nash Lampoons did, I would watch, right? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, Nash Lampoons was amazing. Um, you know, I did a thing on on like SNL. There was a lot of people from the Nash Lampoons podcast or radio show um, back in the day that went on the big, to do SNL. There was a Jenny lot of Chase. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Garrett Morris uh, yep. was was one of them. Nash Lampoons used to be like the hilarity. Like if Nash Lampoons put something out, it was awesome. They it was even had old star because it was, it was yeah. It was their first feature is Animal House. Yep, and they follow yep. it up with uh, Vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the co-founder of Lampoon, what's his name? He he goes off and does Caddyshack. Yep. Yep. He does a good uh, movie starring Will Forte as him on Netflix, if you've never seen that. Yeah. Playing the guy who uh, co-created Harvard Harvard Lampoon or whatever, or brought it to being the National Lampoon. And then, uh, it, you know, it, and then it just, it became like the template for like what the American Pie movies did. Yes. So when, you know, in the, in that. That's the piece Eugene Levy. Yes. What? He's not dead, but he's dead to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, God, you scared me there for a minute. No, Animal House, Class Reunion, which I loved. Um, they did uh, National Lampoon's Amazon Women on the Moon. Love that. Fantastic movie. Fantastic movie. That is a fantastic movie. Um, yeah, Vacation. Europe, European Vacation wasn't that great. Va- Christmas Vacation is the goddamn the best thing ever made. Oh, God, that's that's great. European Vacation, I do like Eric Idle's uh, minor role. Of, like, yes. The guy in the yes. bicycle keeps getting fucked up by, mm-hmm. by the family. Yes. Um, then, then, then there was a change after that, where there was like a buyout or changing of the guard, and that's when you saw Loaded Weapons, Senior Trip, Vegas Vacation, Golf Punks, um, Van Wilder, and then it Van became. Van Wilder sh- wasn't that bad. It, it was wasn't just, that bad. It, it was, just was know, boring. But yeah, it was boring. Uh, and then they, re- but yeah, Lampoon just. I remember seeing Vegas Vacation in the theater. Oh fuck! I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, really I sorry. sorry. I was just like, it was like I was. It was a. It's so boring, and it's not that funny. And like, there's only like one funny scene in that movie, and that's when uh, Clark. He's so he's so bad at gambling that like, he goes to, like this janky casino where he like he gambles on rock paper scissors. Yes, yes. <laughs> that made me chuckle. <laughs> he keeps losing. He keeps losing. <laughs> who's, the, who's the dealer? It's the guy who played the uh, the inconceivable guy from Princess Bride. Yes, <laughs> yes. He's yeah. He's a great character actor. Yeah, uh, yeah. But then in like then around that time, two thousand three, there was like another buyout or changing out, and it became Nash Lampoon's Inc. And that's when you saw Booty Call. Gold diggers, dorm days, barely legal. You know, yeah. it's all that kind of softcore porn. Basically, yeah. Well, you know, like Meatballs three and four, um, which is just you know, it's more like TNA for sixteen-year-old boys. You know, fifteen, sixteen-year-old boys. Not, not anything great. Uh, and honestly, it's very dated. Like it, none of those movies are. They didn't age well at the time they were being made. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they were not. No. Did, did they do the road trip movies too? <laughs> no, they did not. 
Oh, God. Nope, nope, nope. They didn't do the road trip movies. No, thank God. But it just, it wasn't good. It was <laughs> not good. Um, they did Christmas Vacation 2, dude. The, the, that National Anthem. Randy Quaid? Yeah, Randy Quaid. Was Clint <laughs> Howard in that? Uh, I believe Clint Howard was in that, actually. <laughs> I just uh, swung for the fences on that. I think Clint Howard had a cameo in that movie. Ed Asner had a cameo in that movie. Um, Fred Willard was in that movie. Eric Idle came back again. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a bad. So movie. That, that reboot or soft reboot, I guess, is what you would call it. It was bad, but we'll be reviewing that. Brown's never seen the original Vacation movie, oh, wow. so uh, he's in. He's in for a wild ride of meta humor. He's not going to pick up on. <laughs> wow! Yeah, that's going to be totally lost on him. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. What do you have on, Paul? Um, this right now still. So on that, Joe, do you want to take us out? I'm still pissed off at you. Joe <laughs> Fred.